Alright, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. It's been putting some people to sleep for over 500 episodes. Uh, but in case this is your first episode, I want to set the stage for you. So this is a podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed. Turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, physical physical sensations, feelings, noises, whatever's keeping you awake. It could be any of those things. It could be something totally different. Uh, whatever it is I'd like to take your mind off that. What I mean by a safe place is, one, I want you to feel welcome. Now, this podcast, it doesn't work for everybody. I hope it helps you out. I give it a few tries. It's a little bit different. I'm a little bit silly. I've got creaky dulcet tones. I'm not. A, I don't have the voice of an angel, you know, like a sweet, sweet Bette Midler or Carol King. I don't even have a voice of Carol Kane. I mean, if I had Carol Kane's voice, I guess this would be a different podcast. Uh, I don't have any of those sweet. I have creaky dulcet tones. So what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep dark night. And I'm going to do, like, tonight will be a little bit different of an episode, but it'll still be full of meanders. Uh, I guess if you were going to use, like, a pejorative term, you say I do a lot of yammering. Though I don't think that's in regular parlance in the U.S. I don't know about any other countries anymore. And that tends to be more aggressive. I don't think I'm, like, I think when someone uses a word yammer, that tends to be aggressive. Let's uh, let's let's agree to do this together because this is an open, safe place. Let's take yammering back. Let's reclaim, repurpose, and not necessarily redefine, but let's uh, shape yammering. Maybe it's that why. Why's are very pointy. So what I'm gonna do here, and this is kind of like how the podcast. I'm gonna take that why. I'm gonna bend it a little. Ooh, yeah. Give it some curvature. Give the why a little curvature. Even on the edges, I don't know if you can feel me, but I'm sanding the edges of the tips of the Y down. And yeah, and now I'm going to be doing some yammering. Yeah, yammering, maybe I'll just be yammering. And uh, I don't know, like I just read a Brief History of Seven, thing, seven Something, and Bob Marley was a, like a tertiary character in that book, Marlon James. Uh, and he wrote Jammin'. And I'll be, yeah, I guess, yamming. Why don't we just cut out, cut, out, cut out the, I guess that's a totally different. You'd say, what is yamming, Scoots? I'd say, well, that's what I do here. It's like I talk too much and I ham it up. Uh, it's yamming. I'm yamming like it was a thing of the past. I'll be, because I do yam about the past. I yam about the future. And I guess if, like, say I did have a grouchy neighbor and they were walking by and, and eavesdropping, but, like, the kind of ease passive-aggressive eavesdropping where the podcast, recording the podcast getting on their nerves, they'd say, what are you yammering about in there? And I'd say, man, there's no yammering. We're just, I'm just yamming. I'm, like, I guess, like, there's jam bands, too. I wonder if there could be, like, this could be a new thing. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a, like a party of one, like it always is with me. B.C., well, yeah, Scoots, he, he wrote a bunch of letters to Fish. He wanted to turn them into a yam band. But they said, geez, I think we're doing fine. You know, we got uh, 13 shows at the Madison Square Garden this summer, so I think we're covered. And they said, well, yeah, I'll be, I, I, well, I don't have a band. Well, I just yam. You know, I do yam in, in the middle of the podcast. So 
So that's kind of an explanation, if you're new here, that doesn't make any sense, which is how most explanations of the, related to this podcast go. What I was going to do, believe it or not, I had intended for this to be the quickest opening ever, but I guess like I might as well keep going. I mean, when, when I got a good thing going, that's sleepy, strange, and senseless, and, but that we've repurposed. You see, this is, this is healing. This is live literary healing, if literary, you know, Word heal. I'm a word healer, a word repurposer. I don't know. Like that's what like all these rugged do like dudes that uh, like wear leather coats and stuff do. They say, well, yeah, repurpose uh, redwood uh, from the bottom of the Great Lakes. Well, you really? I and they say, what do you do? And they say, why are we? Is I, I didn't even realize we were in competition with you. Like uh, I'm very intimidated by your repurposing of redwood and your leather coat. Is that repurposed leather? Yes, because it's uh, so okay. You get a bit of a Banderas thing going there. Oh, you are. Oh, you're Antonio Banderas's cousin. That lives in my mind. Oh, another one of those. Yeah, well, what I do, I, I repurpose things too. I, I well, yam. I don't repurpose yams, but I've repurposed yammering into yams, which is not the same as a yam, which is like a sweet, sweet potato. This is a whole. This is a repurpose, and I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't have the foresight to make up a whole new word. I just wanted to shorten yammering down, make it less harsh, because I think that was something in like fifty sitcoms they uh, they would say to one another. And my goal is to create, take yammering, repurpose it, re, do, I'm also a word healer. And, and, and no, I don't use mystical energy. I just use mental scissors. I just say, well, yammering sounds a little harsh. Let me, and, and sandpaper. So I sanded it. I bended it, you know, bent it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you're correcting my grammar. Because you're healing my words. This is, this is really, really getting along here. Yeah, but anyway, I was trying to make a point before you cor- correctly corrected me. Thank, I appreciate it. But uh, then I bend the words, uh, sand them, and then snip them. So I said yammering. I said more like yam. That sounds nice. I mean, not. I, I don't eat yams. I mean, sometimes I do. I, but it, let's not get distracted by the yams because this is a whole new thing. Bit like jam. No, no, no. Not like a jam in the refrigerator. Like Bob Marley jam. Or like you jam, like what's your jam? I'm yamming. It's like the soft version of yammering. Exactly. So it's so smooth. Listen to. Have you been listening? I've been yam. Oh, I've been yammering. Yeah, it's a little bit. I've got my yam on. And at some point, I like. I usually like to work in some puns. Like yes, I am yammering. That would be my if I had a shirt. That no one would understand but me. That explained exactly what I'm doing. It'd say, yes, I am yammering. I am what I am. Even better pun brain. Except it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It's still a pun, even though it doesn't make any sense. It's an up. What's an up? It's a pun, but senseless puns here at Sleep With Me. Where we, where we get, get your yam. If you're new here, this is the kind of n- nonsense you can expect uh, every, every three times a week. And like the thing is, I'll be get, I'll be doing the yamming. You just got to kick back. You like I'll be, I'll take the whys. I'll bend them. I'll take the edges right off those whys. And the, you know any other word? You know that's what the word healing, word softening. I mean, you buy, if, I don't know if you buy a fabric softener or or you have water softener. I'm your word softener.
So maybe you're right. Maybe healing was a little bit too, too, like that was maybe too much of a proclamation. I do like it though. Let's just say like, uh, like I'm imbuing, like, I, I like to, the spirit of healing words, but really I just soften them. Okay. Silence, even from my internal voices. So anyway, if you're new here, I'm glad you're here. This is a podcast about you to sleep. You don't really have to pay attention, but I'll be here for an hour to keep you company. It's a podcast to put you to sleep, but believe it or not, you don't need to, like you're under no pressure to fall asleep. That's why it's so long. So you can just kind of kick back and like, uh, j- just let me am. I'll be here. And the whole reason I make this show is because I had trouble sleeping and, and I still do. And I do have a, like, it's a distracting thing. I just wonder, as I've been here talking, uh, putting the Y to the A to the double M or single M, I don't, I got to talk to a trademark attorney. Uh, they all, uh, with an imaginary one, of course, an imaginary one. But uh, as I do that, I just wonder if you were thinking about whatever it is that's been keeping you up the whole time or if I took your mind off of it. So that's all you need to do. You listen and just fall asleep when you want. You don't need to remember what I was t- like. Ideally, tomorrow you'll wake up, and if you worked with people that listen to this podcast, you see, you know, that would be like an inside joke. You'd say, did you listen to sleep with me last night? I, I don't remember. One person might say. And then it'd be funny if one person was eating sweet potato fries. That would be kind of like a, like a I don't know if that would be a pun, but it would be funny. And they'd say, I think he was talking. He was he was talking about yams. I think he's he started a yam farm. Would you like sweet potato fry? And you say, I don't. They say, and they say, Oh wait, I'm still I'm sleeping. I'm dreaming this. Uh, so that's the idea of the podcast. As I said, the podcast isn't for everybody. If you're skeptical, though, give it a few tries. I mean, if you're up already and you can't sleep, I just want to help. Uh, so it's not an aggressive thing. I hope it helps you. Like, I just can't guarantee it because, like, I'm I'm weird. I mean, let's be straight, like, uh, and I want to be, you know, keep you company. But it's not going to put everybody to sleep. I hope it puts you to sleep. I appreciate your time. Tonight we're going to be doing, like, a run-through of kind of, like, a historical look back at the podcast, I think. So I'm glad you're here. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you stopping by. And I really hope, not only do I hope I yearn, and I work so hard because I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks. Okay. Hey, everybody. So this is kind of like our uh, 500th. Uh, I don't know if it's a celebratory episode because uh, for me, I guess the train is always moving. So I'm like, okay, I'm already like planning, you know, episodes in the uh, 510s, the 520s. Uh, but I did want to take some time to look back and in the past in like AMAs that you can find on SoundCloud and then in some of our story-based articles, I've kind of talked about a little bit about the production of the show and in our year of podcasting, I kind of talk about how much work, it, you know, it takes at least uh, 20, it takes a lot of work to make the show. I mean, basically, you know, a lot of work. Uh, so I've talked about those things in the past. But I want to just kind of run through historically, because I guess for, even for me, like I don't, like I, I know part of me knows, because uh, I've been here working, like I mean, let's see, 500 plus episodes, that represents like, uh, I mean, like uh, just the episodes, not the administrative work, like eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 hours of, of work. 
And, and then there's all the, like, like, but I say, geez, like, uh, I can't believe I made 500 episodes of a podcast. It's just like, so, I, but I just want to run through the episodes because so many people are new. Like if you make a podcast and you're hearing this and I'm going to do it, like I said, well, what's a way we could do it in a lulling, soothing way. That's also like the, the tradition of podcast straddles the line between engaging and boring. So be, I guess, like a retrospective, because, I mean, believe me, it is, I'm, I'm betting there's going to be some surprises in here for me. And I don't know if we can do this in one super long episode, or, or we'll see. Because uh, in the feed here of our current host, it's uh, five, there's 587 things in the feed out of 500, 500 plus episodes. So I don't even know what the other, like, 60 things in the feed are. Oh, like, well, we'll see. So let's run through it uh, and just take a look back at like some of the episode titles and we'll do them in 50 batches of 50, I guess, because that's like the, uh, so right now we're looking at, even though it's batches of 50, it's one through 37. And according to this, Sleep With Me podcast episode one was posted here uh, October 18th, 2013 at 7.57 p.m., and the first episode we did was not the first episode I thought of, but it was like, I was like trying to figure out what, uh, it was the first episode I recorded. Uh, but it was about hauling oats, uh, what I want, I think. And it was just kind of d- analyzing that song in kind of a goofy, silly way. Very, very different than most of our episodes have been. It has a lot of music in it and it probably needs to be taken down because it has a people's music, but it was early on. It's just an experiment. Uh, the original content I had already thought of years, but like, like I think towards like was uh, the the uh, game of drones and uh, after the glass slipper. And the closest I got to launching the podcast was like after the glass slipper, which is I reimagining kind of what happened to Cinderella after she became queen. And then Game of Thrones, I think I thought of Game of Thrones, like, uh, I almost started it, like, I think a year and a half before the podcast itself started, maybe. So maybe June of, either June of 2013 or June of 2012. Uh, June of 2013 probably makes more sense, so. And I just didn't have, like, uh, it just was too, like, uh, caught up in the idea. So let's just run through these episode titles, and then we'll do... I guess let's run through them. So the first one was about Hall and Oates. Then we have Twainsy, which was the Walking Duds. Uh, then Rats, uh, To the Dogs. And then episode five was You Don't Have to Like a New Dawn or Accept It. So those were based on the TV show, which have always, like I was watching that show, The Walking D-E-A-D. And I guess at the time, I mean, there was no one listening to the podcast. I think I had like a, I don't think I broke a hundred listeners till I broke a hundred. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to look back. Maybe took me a year. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe like a 50, I don't know. So all these early episodes, uh, at the time they were coming out, it was just like, uh, I was just making them to, 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 to get an idea of if I was going to follow through on the podcast and what the podcast was going to be. And I think there are a few of those listeners still around, but, uh, so the second episode came out, I mean, I don't know when it came out on the internet, but it, it got posted October 30th, 2013. And I guess this will be interesting. I don't know what the release schedule was back then. Uh, but the, so the, f- the first, uh, 
the first episode was about uh, Hollow Notes. Then there was four episodes about The Walking Dead. Uh, but those did, all had kernels of what the podcast would become. Like The Walking Dead, I was like experimenting with uh, recaps, uh, like a lot of facts, the facts section that would be in the future uh, Game of Drones stuff. And then like a little bit of fan fiction or fanciful reimagining, uh, parody. Whatever one's legal, I don't know if it's parody or satire, but, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, then in episode six, we had Memes Strike Back, which was this character, Steve, uh, who's a famous meme, or was back. This was November 10th, 2013, and he I think he was a meme in, like, 2011. And it was kind of just like, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was, like, uh, a little bit too... Um, I think it was funny, and it, but I think maybe like it wasn't like I don't think it was mean, but it was like I'm uh, I don't know. I like this podcast to like where I'm the, always the foil or institutions or whatever, or rich pe- super rich people are the foils, and not uh, even like villainous characters. I like them to be empowered. So I don't know if like picking on Steve was the best. And I don't know if it was. I haven't re-listened to the episode in a long time. And I think he's from Boston, but I think, like, since I'm from Syracuse, like, it could relate to the character. Uh, like, he just seemed like maybe somebody I knew. Then episode seven was another walking dud. Then episode eight was the first After Glass Slipper episode. So that would be our first uh, serial story. And that was important to me, like, doing a serial story, uh... And this was, I think, right around, so it looks like uh, most episodes were coming out once a week. And once we got to episode eight, uh, we went to a twice-a-week schedule. And I don't know, like, this so this was just a reimagining of, like, what was, I named her Agatha, Cinderella's stepmother. What would she do after Cinderella became queen, and how would she react? And this was one of the first story ideas that I'd had, like, uh, leading up to, like, when the podcast, like, like, uh, over the two or three years that I knew I was going to make, like I wanted to make this podcast, but I was still procrastinating about it uh, just because I found that idea interesting. I don't know. And then also the idea of um, serial stories at the time was important to me just because I had like old time radio was based on serials. And while I wasn't around when old time radio was around, I was around like when uh, people my age were like rediscovering it or our parents we're telling us about it, or we were watching movies like A Christmas Story. And I think my brother Carl was a big old-time radio fan when we were kids or in high school or maybe college. So, I don't know, I just like the idea of these goofy serial stories. So, that was like where After the Glass Slipper, and you'll see, it became a thing. Uh, then episode nine was another Walking Dud episode called The Convenient Pirate uh, then after the glass slipper, and this is when we moved to a Tuesday-Sunday release schedule, it looks like. And then, let's see, we had a after glass slipper, then a walking dud, then a walking dud at North Pole Chronicles, which was just an idea that came out of the kind of fan fiction side of walking dud. Uh, then another after the glass slipper, we're at episode 13, we're already in December of 2013, and uh, so we were going back and forth between Afterglass Slipper and Walking Dud. And let's see, December, 
Then our first non, our first new, well, we had the meme, and then in episode 17, the elf nobody knew. That was our first, like, improv story. I think, I don't think that was written, and that was December 10th, 2013. And that was about an elf, uh, you know, that kind of was the forgotten elf. And so at this time, I was writing, um, like, I was watching uh, The Walking Dead and taking notes, and then I was writing After Glass Slipper episodes, and then, so at some point here, and not yet, though, we, we're still on a twice-a-week uh, schedule. Then uh, episode 19, episode 18 is Frozen Reindeer Tears, which is a North Pole Chronicles. Then After Glass Slipper. Uh, then another, this was another story that was a little bit older. I'd written, uh, the year Rudolph's nose broke, uh, I'd used, I'd made that story up, uh, to, t- to put my daughter to sleep, uh, that previous summer. And I was like, oh, I could use that for that podcast. I never started. Uh, then another North Pole Chronicles and part two, Rudolph's nose broke. Now we're in December 22nd, 2013. Then a North Pole Chronicles and an Afterglass Slipper. So a little break in Afterglass Slipper there. Huh, that's interesting. And December 15th, uh, looks like we moved to a three-day three day a week schedule somewhere in here, I think. Uh, let's see, Afterglass Slipper, then Call Me Canada's Wonder, Call Me Canada's Wonderland, maybe. That was episode 25. That feels like a more mature episode, uh, to be honest. I don't know what it sounds like listening to it, but uh, like that was another one where the seeds were there. Uh, it was about the song Call Me Maybe, which I think is um, the Canadian pop star whose name escaped Megan. I don't think it's Megan Trainer, but it, maybe it is Megan Trainer. I want to say it's someone that's the name starts with a K, but they came out uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st, uh, 2013. And that was it, like just a, like a, someone describing what they thought the song meant. Uh, then the Tooth Fairy's assistant, which was another just one-off fictional tale. Then after the Glass Slipper, then the season premiere of Get Bassos, uh, uh, January seventh, twenty fourteen. And now we're on a three-day, three-day week schedule for sure. And this was like this was one of the mistakes I made. So. I kicked off, like, Get Bassos, because I had that idea for a series. Then I had another idea for a series, The Florida Project, which was based on an idea I had just for, like, a story or TV show, because uh, I I wrote a screenplay about a retirement community, and I was always, like, I'd visited a few retirement communities, and I was always curious about the oldest profession in the world in retirement communities, and that would be an interesting TV show. And so I thought, okay, what if there's a character going to start, uh, to, like, going to, to try that in Florida, but he's not really cut out to do that, like, be, and it was like, uh, and again, we had no listeners back then, so it was very safe to try stuff like this. If I tried something like this now, like, uh, it, it was very, like, j- j- joking. It wasn't, like, uh, encouraging the oldest profession in the world, and I tried to be as respectful as I could about it. Uh, but it was definitely like like a little too edgy for now. I mean, just like The Walking Dead, it would probably be too, like a little bit too out there. Though I like to push the limits of the podcast. Otherwise, it wouldn't be possible to make 500 episodes if you're not really. There's no way to sustain something like this uh, in the, like like in, like in the like walking down the middle of the road, you know. 
Uh, but my mistake at the time was like, so I, I then now we have three serial series for a while. Get Best Souls, The Florida Project, and After Glass Slipper. And all of them were written. So I was trying to write an episode in like two days and then perform it, which was very hard. Luckily, we didn't have any listeners, like very many. So it was like a risk-free period. And I've learned that lesson. Like, okay, you can only do one written series a week. There's just not enough time. Even if somehow I was working on the podcast as my job, I don't think like I could write. It, it's just like it, t- it just takes so much uh like anybody that's written anything or tried to, it's like really hard. So, so we were doing that for a while. So it would go get Bessos, the Florida Project, and after glass slipper, and then get Bessos, the Florida Project, after the glass slipper, uh, for a little while. Uh, and at some point, so this is through January of 2014. And let's see how many, how many, how long we lasted. Uh, Episode 38, uh, 39, 40 was still this alternating all three. Episode 41, uh, Canadian Johns in Mexico. That was uh, the Florida Project. I remember that episode. I don't know if it was like I had trouble writing it or like uh, I knew that at that point I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. Uh, this Florida Project. Uh, then after last slipper, then get Bessos into February. So now we're like uh, three years ago. Episodes in, these are the 40s. And then the Florida Project I ended uh, right around my birthday in February. Actually, like, yeah. And uh, then I tried to do another series. It was still uh, about uh, sexuality, I guess, or sexuality influence. Oh, wait, here's like, uh, yeah, get Bessos. So then I tried another series, which is, again, something comedic I was going to write, not for the podcast, which was a mistake. Like, this was, this was a repeat of the mistake with uh, the Florida Project, where I said, well, like, this is already a project I've been thinking about writing. This is another. This was a movie I was thinking about writing. Because uh, at this time, February 2014, I was still writing screenplays, like, just thinking, okay, like, uh, I'm going to work on this podcast and I'm going to keep writing screenplays and see which one, like, a, like a, I don't know, like, uh, but uh, still having trouble uh, with the half pros that you use to write screenplays. And, and I was in rewriting something, and this was just a project I was planning on writing. And it was called Olympic uh, Sex, and it was about two uh, guys in their 30s or 40s, uh, who were both divorced and single, or one's divorced maybe, and they're best friends, and they were trying to get into the Olympics because they've heard about uh, all of the loving that goes on in the Olympic Village, and they want to partake in that, and they want to be Olympians. Uh, so they're trying to, the, the, that was the premise of the movie, or the project. It wasn't a movie, it was like something I was going to write that I didn't write. And I said, well, this is a decent premise. And again, again, we had maybe 100 listeners. So it wasn't like, and early on listeners, the podcast was much more, uh, not adult themed, but like looser and experimental. I mean, I think it still is, but just in a different way. And also I was less comfortable. So I was more likely to be flashy instead of having like a little more confidence like I do now to be subtle about it. Uh. So, but I don't know, I can't shame myself or anything. It's like something I was going to write anyway. And uh, so, but again, it was the same mistake. I thought, oh, let me try to add this and we'll still do three serial stories. So this is February. 
and we're doing after glass slipper, uh, Olympic sex and, uh, get bestos. And that only lasted till the end of February. And then I said, I can't keep doing this. Uh, so then I switched to just, uh, right. Like one series. And so then I said, I, I can't keep, I can't keep up with this work. So, uh, at some point, I just we just started releasing only uh, Afterglass Slipper episodes. It looks like there was a couple bonus episodes in there. And, uh, yeah, then in March 11th, 2014, was the last episode. Episode 55 was the last Afterglass Slipper episode. Uh, then we just tried, like, experimental stuff. So uh, Russia versus Ukraine girl metal match, the elf who wouldn't listen. A dream paradox of probiotics. That was a character. Uh, now there's a podcast. Like I haven't listened to it. Uh, uh, Chris uh, Cathard. Uh, he he has a podcast where they interpret dreams. This was a uh, fraud. Freud. Uh, he was a dream interpreter. Uh, and then enjoy every sandwich, which was kind of about Warren Zevon. I think uh, I remember a cafe I wrote that in. So it's weird how. Uh, like I said, I got to get out of the house. So I went into the San Francisco and wrote in the, uh, what neighborhood was it? Uh, something, uh, coal, coal, coal Valley in a cafe there, 2014. Then we went to back to get Bessos, uh, episode 60 and just straight trying to get through get Bessos. Uh, so still finding what the podcast would be. So it's like three get Bessos episodes a week. So you can see how mistakes and early in the podcast, uh, pay, paid off. Cause again, I didn't have a lot of listeners. So I was able to make this mistake of like, uh, burning out, like, uh, doing three serial episodes a week of different serials or the same ones, just not sustainable. You're probably a little heavy on the ear, you know? So we did that till episode 70, and then at some point, like at episode 70, it was a new feature, Trending Twitter Tuesday from Sunday, and that was April 15th, uh, 2014. And so then it looks like we would do two episodes of Get Bessos and then one episode of Trending Twitter Tuesday. So it started to give me a little uh, wiggle room, so then we get to episode 75, and, oh, yeah, here's episode 76. Uh, that was the episode that caused me the most trouble. Like, learned an important lesson. Episode 76 says, April 29, 2014, no restarts. Uh, that was, like, one of the early trending Twitter episodes. So it was new. I'm not, I'm not trained in improv. So it's a huge learning curve. Uh, I mean, still a learning curve. Uh, and that one, I just wasn't feeling it. And it had. A, I think it had a really good episode about... Uh, uh, something the goldfish that wanted to be a mermaid or something like that the bunny that wanted to be a mermaid and so that was hard like uh, this one just wouldn't come together and i didn't have the experience to just like ease off the gas pedal so i even tried restarting and deleting and there's just no way you can do that and come out with three episodes a week when you're recording you have to get sound and it ha- you have to be willing to release it, and you have to have, uh, I mean, this is just stuff I've learned with this podcast. You have to, like, uh, stay calm and go with the flow. Like, whatever the story swamp gives you, you kind of have to stay calm and accept it. And, and not every podcast is going to be, it just has to be your best. It doesn't have to be perfect. And so that was a hard lesson to learn, but I learned it, and I have never forgotten it. And it's interesting that I learned it at episode 76. And again, because these are public, these episodes, it is like a, 
might be hard to imagine, but it's incredibly painful at some level uh, to have something uh, go out, at least to that internal critic part of me. I guess like it's both sides of that coin. So the critic part of me, it's like this is going to be released to the public. This is humiliating and painful. But the flip side is there's really not, you know, the critic is really blowing a lot of hot air. But there's also another flip side, which is like it really is, it keeps me motivated to work hard because it is painful recording if I'm not prepared or like I'm overthinking or overstressed. If it can't be in the moment, it's painful. And then releasing episodes that uh, the written episodes, if I haven't done enough writing, is painful. But it's a good pain that says, okay, let's just get this work done. So just a little interesting thing. So then, oh, then it's just another episode I liked. May the fourth, fourth be with you, t- Twitter Tales. Uh, and at some point that would become, I mean, was that like something about Star Wars started to work its way in for a little while. And then we're, so we're still doing a trending Twitter Tuesday and then get Bessos, the belly of the cookie puss, uh, can of social media may even be a rack on tour. Walking our first walking tour of San Francisco, uh, snakes and ladders. These were some. I, I really enjoyed some of these uh, episodes. Turing test to save the World Cup, uh, 2014. Um, Lionel Messi's coach, sleep coach Casey Kasem. And then at some point, I decided to start Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones season four. Uh, kicked off June 18th, 2014, episode 99. And that would be a fa- another important moment. So a lot of these important moments happened in our first 100 episodes uh, where, like I said, oh, okay, if I do these TV show recaps, it uses a different part of my brain so I won't exhaust all of this other creative energy. So taking notes and riffing off of notes and stuff like that it's a different creative reservoir than improving stories, which is a different imp- creative reservoir for me than writing stories and performing them. And all those three reservoirs have enough energy in them to make one episode a week. Uh, and then it's not easy, but it none of them have enough to make more than one. Or in the case that they do, it takes a lot of work. Um, so, yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, I don't know that elaborate any more on that. Um, so we started Game of Drones. That was Wednesday, June 18th, 2014. And at some point around here, my brother got married. Uh, and then Bernie the Butterfly's first appearance was episode 100. And then episode 101. I still can't believe I even made it to 100 episodes. That was episode 101. Like it was our first like uh, recap episode. And that's a big milestone. It's a hard to make. Making a podcast is really, really difficult. Uh, and for, especially for somebody that hasn't followed through on a ton of stuff, this, that was a big accomplishment, 100. I didn't think I'd make it there. But we made it. And then um, Game of Thrones. Then we have Ray's first visit, June 30th, 2014. Uh, then uh, Superdoll kicks off at some point. Um, huh, is that the first episode? Toastmasters and Superdoll. Yeah, so... Uh, so right around here is where we settled in on the pace we would keep up for the history of the podcast, right around 100. It's interesting. So June 3rd, Superdoll kicked off, and then we would go, as we've been for 400 episodes hence, and that's what carried us. Uh, 
was this kind of three-style system. And again, the audience was small at this time. And again, the show was able to grow with the audience. Uh, and I think the audience grew because the show grew in quality. And I think this is a turning point for the show of like being like, okay, let's, uh, we can do these three, these three things well once a week. Uh, this is what's going to work if we're going to keep making this show. And these are, again, the really hard decisions behind the podcast is how am I going to sustain this? Because it's not that hard tonight to sit down and record an episode. And it's like a Sunday night and, and uh, stuff like that. But uh, then just keep it going uh, is, is, uh, is where the difficulty lies. Like putting it for me, putting out one podcast episode is not that tough. But then be like, okay, we, then we got to do it again tomorrow, or and when, and then with with the day job and stuff. So, um, this was just a really important thing to fall to, to discover. So wow, that the right around episode one hundred stuff started to come together, and so we did Game of Thrones, and we did Goonies musical episode, Super Doll. And yeah, we just started getting in the groove. Superdoll, Game of Drones, a Seance with Not Abba Napoleon. I remember that one was a good one. It's just weird. I, I can see myself in Berkeley thinking about that episode. Maybe I don't know. And around these early episodes too, I was like really uh, searching for certainty because the audience was small, and I was like, I think I was like. Uh, at some point, I stopped caring about growing the audience. I just said, well, the listeners will help me grow the audience instead of having to control it myself. I think like in these first uh, 150 or so episodes, the first year, year and a half, I think I was like under the illusion that I had control over the show of growing or being successful when really you only have control over the work, uh, like the process and not the results. Uh, but these are some great episodes. Here's our first real-time recipe, episode 118. So a lot of stalwarts came up. Bernie the Butterfly, real-time recipes, mall walking is episode 121, uh, Game of Thrones. So a lot of things that would stay with us. Another uh, uh, Ray episode because I was getting over-reliant on that. I had to stop myself uh at some point, because Ray is so popular that it's like, oh, well, that's going to be easier again. But I always have to make sure I don't burn anything out or, or I don't know. I, I always have to keep in mind now what's easy for Drew, what's best for the podcast, and what's most sustainable. And that's good because it's expanded my boundaries. 124 is Pitching Tim Curry, our first Pitching Tim Curry episode. Uh, more Game of Thrones season four. We're still on season four. Another Ray episode. So it was, I was doing a kind of a Ray episode a month back then until I uh, disciplined myself. And then let's see. So, and I guess people that listen to Sleep to Strange, you know, like some of these episodes are like, uh, then we had season four, another season four. That might have been the last season four of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, August 23rd, 2014, No Swag at Costello Con. That was a fun episode. I remember that one. And a lot of these goofy episodes I liked. Uh, uh, then we're still in Superdoll. We're at episode 128. Uh, then we I started releasing these napcasts, which were the prayers uh, uh, from, in the uh, to, I think, Tom and from... Uh, and again, was like an experiment to see, geez, could I grow the audience of the podcast, which was uh, 
I don't know. I really like the prayers and Tom and uh, and the Game of Thrones episodes again so long. I guess part of me wanted to kind of feature that stuff too. Also, sometimes like I would have extra space on my uh, hosting plan. And I would at the end of the month, like your hosting plan resets and your files get archived on the current, like, uh, so I would want to make sure I used all that space because I was paying for it. Uh, and again, I think at this point, like all the expenses of the podcast are coming out of my pocket for most of it. I mean, uh, but it wasn't like, uh, it was all doable. Uh, then August, we started uh, Game of Thrones season one and... Yeah, we're still on Superdoll. And let's see. Three words Serena wants to hear. That was a good one. Lord Snow, Game of Thrones Season 1. Uh, Outlanders, is, is Skin and Willie, t- Trending Twitter Tuesday. Uh, Big B, Little Alien. Another Ray episode, September. So I think I was definitely leaning on the head hard. Because it's just like making up the improv episodes is, is really, really... Uh, now it's more experience, but still not fun. It's like something you always want to um, procrastinate on. Uh, Game of Thrones, Vikings vs. 49ers, uh, action movie. Uh, let's see, whatever happened to the Transylvania twist. So we still, like, again, I like to theme things seasonally uh, when I can, just because I'm a kid, like, I'm a kid at heart and watching holiday specials and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Damon D, who was on the backup, he made a song for that Transylvania twist. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes. A creature from the Black, Magu- Black Lagoon tells me he's originally from Big Goon. Again, that's just another favorite episode of mine. Uh, it was improv, you know, made up. So, I don't know, I just like, uh, I remember making that and saying, wow, I really liked that one. And so then we're into another milestone for me. Like these would be the two biggest milestones is 100 and 150. So 150 was a, a Game of Thrones, uh, one of the ones towards the end of season one. And also the conclusion, 149 was the conclusion of the series. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't the end of Superdoll. Oh, okay, I'm mixed up here. Um but yeah, 151 was like a one where I met Lady Witchbeard, the tale of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, full title, the tale of a witch named Connie, who would become Lady Witchbeard. And uh, that was October 20th, 2014. That was just a character I could never forget uh, once I met her. It'll be a while. I don't even know how long until we made the series about her. Uh, so then we're still doing Superdoll and Game of Thrones season one. Spokesperson from Hansel and Gretel. Uh, Ray returns, so again, a lot of Ray. Sis- here's 158, Sisyphus Reborn. So that was another recap episode. Uh, can I talk a little bit about my struggles with addiction, I think, in there? And uh, that was November 6, 2014. So that's our one-year anniversary-ish. I think the podcast really started like being available to public around November 1st or somewhere between October 20th and November 1st, 2013. So that was a recap episode where, you know, I bear, I think that was the first one where I was really personal and really tried to be vulnerable and it was not easy, but uh, that paid off. Like that, where I felt like that was a big risk. I mean, this isn't bragging or anything like uh, where I was really nervous. And when I put the episode out, I said, did I reveal too much about myself? 
Uh, but now I'll never look back. I mean, uh, the way people, listeners have been my safety net, uh, they can never repay that. Like the boundaries inside me and outside me that have expanded and how much I've grown past my limitations because of listeners' help is uh, unbelievable. Thank you. Uh, then another episode I really liked, Bjork to Love Story. That was November 11th, 2014, episode 160. Yeah, then another real-time recipe one. This is still really popular. Uh, pasta and tacos, accidental Don, John Hughes. And, uh, that was only episode 161. I would have guessed it was like 250. Uh, let's see. Then we're uh, meditation, another walking episode in November. So, yeah, we're almost to 2015 here. Still like eight pages or something of... Uh, uh, then another uh, another uh, Bernie the Butterfly episode, 164, Game of Thrones, uh, me and Salonic and Adino that dreams in silence. Uh, episode 167, a really popular episode, Fall Asleep with Snowy Woods Guided Meditation. That's really popular with people. A lot of uh, these napcasts were still going. Then the first Thanksgiving Day Parade episode with Greg, Ray, and the Gregor. Walking tour of Lost Island. Yeah, Heat Miser with a bowl cut. That was a, like, I, I remember making that episode. That was fun. Uh, cracking Nuts to the Nutcracker. These were all like themed to Trending Twitter Tuesday. Then the Roberta Claus Foundational episodes. One of these scientists' Cold War on Santa. So probably a year at least ahead of time where uh, this idea of Roberta Claus, that Santa, um, why does Santa Claus have to be male, but it started to, like, uh, an idea of a woman named Roberta Claus, that she would be the new Santa, somehow sprung out of this story. I don't know exactly how. Then uh, uh, more Game of Thrones, guided meditation as a Christmas present. And somewhere in here, I start to hear feedback from people that are still listening to the podcast. I can remember some of these episodes and hearing from listeners that are still listening. Uh, so this is like, but the show has always grown small. So 150 episodes, uh, right around 150 was when Bobby Finger, who now he's risen to podcast greatness and writing greatness. He He's on Who Weekly. And I think he still writes for Jezebel, but I'm not positive on that. But he he was the first person ever to interview me. And that was right around 150, somewhere in here. Yeah, and then I think the second time I was interviewed was, I don't even know. Uh, maybe I don't know, I guess, I, like, uh, but uh, so just another moment where I was like, okay, uh, this podcast is growing unexpectedly, slowly but unexpectedly in in ways where I was like, okay, this is going to become something. At some point, I, I like, I'm still at the point where I'm still trying to make it work. Uh, but it's big enough that like the the podcast has this big audience now. So it's like, uh, I know it's going to work now. I mean, I just got to figure out how to make it work financially, you know. But uh, uh, back then, like, uh, still maybe had a couple thousand listeners. I don't know if we, maybe we had a thousand listeners at 150. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember the statistics, but it was like, is this podcast going to grow enough? Uh, like, or should I cut it back to be a hobby? Because a hobby would be once a week or less. Once a week, this podcast would be really tough to do as a hobby even. But even back then, I was like, I don't think this is going to be a hobby. I think this needs to be a three times a week, and I think that it's going to keep going. 
and it was just pushing myself, uh, you know, like on the late nights and the weekends, which is kind of still the case, but, uh, we're on the path. Um, but yeah, so last Royal. So then we, season two of After the Glass Slipper starts up at some point in here. And I said, geez, I can't. So I guess so it's a tw- two years ago. Uh, we're looking at January. We're in the one eighties. Uh, and I can remember these like they're yesterday. I really enjoyed uh, season two. I don't know. I really like Agatha. This is another big episode for me. 184 bathroom locks, boys tap, and a dance contest. Because that was about my relationship with dancing as a kid. Uh, Valar Morghulis. Uh, my life with a perm. 187. That's another big episode. That would become a, th- a recurring theme. Uh, plane ride. That was Andrea G. Who still listens to the show at some point. Um, they gave me that idea, uh, like, uh, interesting. Wow. So January, 2015, uh, Dougie's kitten bowl disaster dance. That was, uh, Eli H. Another person wrote an article about that, uh, from, uh, touch arcade. He's a good friend of the show. Uh, then mother nature's first visit with Porto or Porto. And let's see after glass slipper game of Thrones, uh, Meditative sleep uh, with songs. Uh, I don't know what season of Game of Thrones we're on here. Two or three. Then the olive breadcrumb pasta with young guns. Uh, episode two hundred two. Can't believe we've had three hundred episodes since this. It, like this really is weird for me. It's like okay, this feels like a uh, hundred years ago and five minutes ago. I recorded that episode. Uh, there's a file in here, just mark it as ZZZZ. I don't even know what it is. Interesting. Uh, more After the Glass Slipper, Game of Thrones, uh, taught uh, by two teens on the 51A. I remember that episode because the 51A is the bus I used to ride all the time. Uh, Kanye's Laptop, that was, it was December of 2015. Uh, Florida's Guided Meditation. So this is when my mom was in, like, I was dealing stuff with my mom at some point in here in uh, spring of 2015. Yeah, Florida sounds, uh, sounds from airplanes. Uh, uh, here's a thing you could record a podcast episode anywhere. March 31st, 2015, that, that episode came out. I recorded it while waiting for flights like with a mic that I would never use it like, uh, with condenser mic, just the mics built into my recorder. Uh, cause at this point, like everything was bang, bang, bang. Like, so if this episode came out on a Tuesday, I was probably recording it on a Monday and then just staying up uh, to get it out on a Tuesday or re- recording on a Sunday and staying up or getting up really early before work. Uh, so they would come out, like, I was literally finishing the episodes, like, when, and then they would come out. And, again, it's still, uh, it'd be a little while till I got help here with the show. But, yeah, I remember recording that episode at the airports, uh, Dallas Airport and uh, Tampa Airport, I believe. Um, what else we got? Uh, that was two years ago, huh? Wow, that's... That feels not that long. I remember getting food with my brother before. Also, that's our first website crash, our big first big website crash. Uh, who was it? Dr. Graham. Let me know about that. I think he was the first person 
and I would return our RSS, actually, like our um, podcast host, and before I was managing it through the website, uh, Reigns Casimir, that episode came out April 5th, 2015. That was a big GOT episode for me. First Morally Safer episode, April 7th, 2015, 220. Uh, let's see what else. Geese Man of Oak. That was our first appearance by Wilford Brimley. And we're still doing After the Glass Slipper. Uh, Spackle the Elf. That was the second, I think this is the second thing, appearance of Orange Lux. I think also that was the first time I talked about my hobby of listening to Knox, K-O-N-C-K-S, April 21st, 2015, 226. And then we're winding now towards the end of Afterglass Slipper because of feeling in the pit of your lentils. And also season five of Game of Thrones, House of Black and White. It wasn't a premiere, so maybe this is like the premiere. Um, then there's a hypnotic sleep is what one episode's titled. It doesn't have a show number or anything. Yeah. High Sparrow. Wow. These episodes, season five, that must've been season five. Uh, what is this one? The cat in the new suit is in a swimsuit from T. Oh, that's from, uh, it's a Sir Pounce one. Uh, May 5th, 2015, pop a mop in a candy war. That was another episode that was very, uh, I don't know that I just really liked. I was really happy with how it turned out and the characters. And so then they ended up becoming a two-parter. Uh, so Keeper of the Candy Mop. Uh, and I think we needed to because we were, we were done with After the Glass Slipper. We didn't have a replacement. Yeah, and then another pitching Tim Curry, then a real-time recipe. So we this was one of these times I was right trying to write a new episode or a new series. Then Mall Walking... Uh, then Game of Thrones, uh, Tsunami Sofa. That was the most personal episode I've ever done. Uh, that was May 26, 2015, 241. So still a long time ago. Right along here is where I started to work, do custom art for each episode. Uh, just cause I, I don't know. I like it. I like it. Uh, Another good one, uh, Swaddling a Platypilled Platypus. Uh, so now I can like hear... A ton of people like us. So the show must have grown at some point in here because now uh, these episodes, I can remember talking to different listeners uh, about these episodes. A little water globule trembling with joy. So, yeah, I know there's listeners, if you're hearing this, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is when everybody sent me the tea. So to June of 2015, right around episode 250, that would be another milestone uh, cracker of jokes and cocoa spice and prisoner in the yellow pajamas and uh, then a commen- Bernie gives a commencement address that was June 2015 that feels like really like yesterday curse dragon love story and now we're getting to the tail end of this season at Game of Thrones and then uh, this is when I used uh, 2050, June 25th, uh, case of damnesia and a thesis. I used uh, a thesis someone sent me. Uh, let's see, impeached by the model UN. That feels like it was yesterday. And then our first uh, Lady Witchbeard, I think, is getting ready to kick off. Uh, or it was a repeat, uh, remixing, reposting of a trending Twitter Tuesday, 151. 
Yeah, because we would do Lady Witchbeard would kick off. And Lady Witchbeard, at this point, I was taking things. At some point along in the last year, between 2014 and 2015, I stopped writing screenplays or rewriting. I don't know exactly when that was, but I said, well, like, this is podcast. Like, I can either do one thing well. Like, I don't have time, uh, like, before and after work and on the weekends, uh, especially, like, you have to write every day. So, like, I think at some point I was writing, like, working on a screenplay in the morning and then the podcast and, at night as far as, like, writing time. Uh, so at some point that changed. Uh, so Lady Witchman meant a lot to me and maybe some of these other series because it was like, okay, now this is my full writing focus. Uh, is like breathing life into these characters to, to meander around. Uh, like, like I can't tell you how ter- t- terribly serious I take all the making the show uh, and creating it. Um, so then at some point, J- June of 2015 was when we started Metastas News uh, 260. Uh, and it was Odios Estos Zapatos, uh, Metastasis in Breaking Bad. Oh, no, that was episode three. Language learning and double TV rewatch all in one. And we're still redoing a lot of, um, what do you call it? Uh, a lot of uh, um, napcasts are still going. Um, then for, this episode got some emails. 20, uh, 4th of July, Parade with Ray and the Gregor, because there was a sound like uh, sounds from the parade. So that was one of, like, it wasn't the old, first uh, um, ambient episode I did, but I said, okay, I have to, these ambient episodes are divisive, popular but divisive. Uh, and then Lady Witchbeard's episode two, and then Metastas News. This is when the podcast really fell into a groove uh, in a good way. Like, I think that I'd finally grown into, like, the process. Up until, like, here I can just feel like a, that it fell into a nice rhythm uh, work-wise, process-wise. So, yeah, we were doing uh, – then the one I did, the journey to an inner ear, and that was because of uh, Justin McElroy had said something nice to me, so I wanted to do something that was kind of nice for them. And Breaking Bad. And we're still doing these. Then uh, regarding algorithmic, what was that? Uh, I think that was one um, that, that might have been a, uh, morally, another morally safer episode. And, yeah, because then 270 is another morally safer, Breaking Bad, um, Snowden. So this is still with more morally safer and Snowden. Uh, then, like, uh, gr- Grilling with President Gooseberry. I remember, like, uh, then... Uh, some of these I record, like this was like the first time or this only the second time maybe I was recording away from home. So I remember some of these, uh, episodes that came out in August, I was recording, uh, like at, uh, at this cabin, uh, in Lake Ontario. Actually, I was recording them outside in a screenhouse. Again, like, uh, amazing, like, uh, when you have a budget, like, uh, because I'm still doing everything myself at this point. Uh, like, uh, and, and there's still, I think at some point in here, we did do the T-shirts to get new equipment, but I didn't have on-the-road equipment. Uh, so I was, like, uh, recording into a condenser mic, actually, like, uh, on, on the top of my recorder. Uh, but outside with the, like, I, I made it work, you know, when you're uh, 
that's a wonderful lesson this podcast has taught me. Uh, but then also in here is when I got nervous because the podcast was still not even close to sustainable audience-wise. So I decided to try to make this a sleep show because they said, well, maybe I should make a daytime podcast about sleep. Uh, and maybe that'll help the podcast grow. Because at this point, we're in the 200s, right? And and I realized how much work it was. We're almost episode 300. And uh, I said, geez, I can't keep doing this. So like, oh, I can't keep, like, there's no, we don't have a big enough audience. And, like, I'm working, whatever, 60, 70 hours a week on the show. In addition to my job, what am I going to do? Uh, so one way, and I guess this is another lesson I had to learn. It's like, okay, well, let me try doing another show. Uh, to get the audience. Uh, and it, I guess what I learned in, in all irony was that, oh, wait, our audience is tied to the college schedule. Like, not all our listeners are college students or graduate students or high school students or parents of people in school. But I think when you combine all those things, that is. So when school's out of session, our audience doesn't grow. Like, uh, the rest of the whenever school's in session, our audience is growing. Uh, thus far, knock on wood. Um, so at this point, I didn't have enough experience to say, oh, the reason the show's not growing is because it's summertime. Um, so I was trying to wrestle control and force things by doing this sleep show. And it was fun, It was, uh, but it was a force uh, for the wrong reason. It wasn't a creative reason. or, And it would teach me another important lesson, which was uh, at some point, I was critically burned out, uh, making four shows a week now instead of just three, uh, one of which was supposed to be about sleep. And, and, you know, that's pretty ironic when you're making a sleep podcast and you're not getting any. So I said to myself, what am I doing? The podcast is going to suffer and I have this wonderful audience and things are working. They're just not sustainable yet. Can it be patient? And I said, it, like, it just said, what do I do best? I make the podcast to put people to sleep the best, so let's focus on that. And that's carried me through. Like, at that point, it became a formal mission statement. I make the podcast to put you to sleep. Uh, before that, it was uh, what I said, but I didn't really know it was a mission statement. So now any decisions I make with the podcast, I say, is this going to help me keep making the podcast that puts people to sleep instead of saying is this going to bring me certainty or I'm nervous or I don't know how to say, okay, is it going to help us keep making the podcast that puts people to sleep? And sometimes, you know, not everybody's happy about those decisions, but that's how I process everything. Like, uh, oh yeah, this partnership will help us keep making it because it's going to help us hire an editor. Or our most recent decision is like, okay, the, like with Farrell, it's going to help us, they share goal of uh, non-paywalled archives. So... And that's what I want. That's going to help the podcast that puts people to sleep or finding these sponsors or sp some sponsors that have come to the show and the price that, well, that, that, that's a lot of money, but that product, uh, like they just like, uh, no, that won't work. Uh, so it's like, oh, is that going to help us keep making? That's the thing. Not the next episode, but continue to make the podcast that puts people to sleep. So that's a lesson I learned here, August, 20, 2015. Uh, by making this sleep show that almost ended the whole podcast. Uh, and it would come, like, things would come out of this because then at some point I said, okay, I got to stop uh, uh, doing that. And uh, it would lead to me, like, months later, 
uh, well, first, not, not that much longer, paying Chris Postal out of my pocket. And then, like, in maybe in October, November. And then, uh, and then eventually starting the Patreon, which it pay, has paid the uh, editors ever since, like, the third or fourth month of the Patreon, we had enough money to pay the editors. And then it's helped to keep us uh, where. Well, yeah, like at some point, I mean, I don't even know when this comes out, if I'll start taking a small paycheck for the pay, from the Patreon or not. But yeah, so like like October, but it, like having an emergency fund, that's what I was about to say. Like, uh, So it's not just like, oh, we're just going to pay the editors and, and then I'll take the rest. It's like, okay, and then there's an emergency fund uh, so we can pay the editors. Because uh, without editing help at this point, I don't know, you know, so it's a, just like, again, it goes through that channel of is that, what's going to help us instead of like what's easiest or it's like, okay, what's going to help sustain this show? Okay, so we're still in Lady Witchbeard. We're at episode 15 and we're doing Metastas News. And then we had another fun thing with uh, Harpsichord Dictator and Emperor Zola, like this Halloween-themed series. This is Halloween of 2015 for a few months uh, with my piano teacher and Drake and Mumble Bear and uh, who's that? Uh, uh, Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Osborne. Super Dave Osborne. Uh, let's see, and then uh, we finished up... Uh, Lady Witchbeard, then we had 310, we did How to Break a Story. I mean, what's crazy to me is that it was 310, like now we're at five, we're over 500. I've recorded over 500 episodes, so it's like, uh, you telling me that was, uh, and that was a year, like over a year ago, 2015, now it's 2017, yeah. So then, uh, Call Me Boris, that was a good, with the pillows, I can't believe that was over a year ago. Uh, we ran a repeat, uh. Then there's the Shia LaBeouf thing. Uh, then we're getting ready to kick off Roberta Kloss. And Roberta Kloss is when Chris Postal started editing. So uh, he was editing these before they came out so they could, do, you know, we, we could learn how to do it. But uh, then uh, the Dickens Fair and these Claude Neon Report episodes and other Thanksgiving Day Parade with uh, Gregor and Ray, uh, Flaky and Lights on a Lake. So now we're getting close to under a year. Like a lot of holiday themed stuff, which this year I like had less of, and I'm always like torn of what to do. But I guess I like watching Halloween, like Halloween and Christmas and uh, type stuff. Uh, let's see. Then we kick off. Let's see where we kick off. Get SO season two. Oh, protector of Oakland Stone Fruit. That was three forty one. That was another important. I liked that episode. Uh, Burning the butterfly. Dust mode singularity. That was another good one. Uh, selling elements of style. That was the first Get Bessos uh, episode. Explainers of Catan. Nax Knight. That was uh, Nax Knight was another one. I was really happy with the end of that episode. And then we're like under a year. So yet a year ago we started the Patreon and started paying. Like, uh, and the past year has been uh, a busy, busy year. Let's see. Blame it on the bile. My interview with Spleen. Then we run through Get Bessos, uh, Robber Barons and Doilies. Uh, that was in May. Another uh, Morley episode, a Ghost Belts, and then Morley would pass away not that long after. 
which is sad. Adventures in Babysitting, that was another pitching episode. I liked that one. Uh, Who's the Dummy, Ventriloquist Dummy one. That one uh, is at, like at some point here soon. We'll have a revisiting to that. Mr. T and Me, that was a pretty, I liked that one. Ray returned to go to California Adventure. Was still going through some Get Bessos episodes and Metastas News. Imaginary Friend Re- Reunion, that was a, I liked that one. Yeah, somewhere along here, is this last year? Yeah, the, like uh, April of 2016, when my aunt passed away, I was in Syracuse for that. Real-time recipe, uh, Joy of Dance edition. Wow, that was a year, late, well, uh, 10 months ago. Yeah, Erie Canal Museum, an episode I recorded on a plane, Scoots and Ray on a plane. Uh, bird bath 395 that was a high that's probably still like a very high high point for the podcast artistically i don't know if we've hit it hit it that high again i don't know there might be something recent i've been like pretty happy but that's probably like one of the happiest moments that and water like where i was just like yeah i love making this podcast um, so that was may 31st 2016 we're still in Twenty episodes, uh, pool pan, pill pitch from Moranis. Uh, so now we're under a year. Where when we hit four hundred in the so, like early late spring, early summer, Scooter versus Messi bore down, and we're in season six of GOT. Uh, sidekick lover, I don't remember what that one was. Uh, Mirror maze metaphor, get Besso season finale. Uh, yeah, get, there's the uh, season six finale of GOT. Oh, so we must have paused. Uh, uh, did we pause uh, Metastas News for 10 weeks or something? Yeah, I can kind of remember the planning of this got complicated. Get by so season in review. Then a check-in on Tom and 412, a season six recap of GOT. Uh, then I took a week, I think I just did a week of uh, recaps of Tom and Pounce's adventures just to buy me a week buffer. Uh, I don't think I took a week off. I mean, I was out of town for two weeks, uh, but there's always like, like if I'm running recaps, I'm almost always working uh, because it, like uh, at this point we have a couple week buffer just in case something goes wrong with the show. Or if I want to take a break, but I, I prefer to keep these muscles in shape still. Uh, then at some point, the listeners had sent me a quilt. I think that was earlier, but then I, the episodes started to get released. Uh, like, I didn't know I had recorded that one of the episodes a while before, but I was holding him, I think, until uh, Get Bessos was done. And then we had our first Carol King episode, which, wow, I can remember listening to that, going to have lunch with... Uh, Blake, that makes a half-hour intern. Let's see what else. Uh, Known mower. So now we're into the last summer. Train carousel on location. That one I did, it came out in August. I think I did it, uh, made that episode in May. Recorded it, whatever the holiday is in May. Is that Labor Day or Memorial Day? Memorial Day. I think Sunday of Memorial Day weekend I recorded that. Uh, then the dream quilt conclusion, then kind of taught introvert on vacation. I don't know when I was on vacation, but uh, this one, the episode came out. 
oh, I think this is what I did. I did like, I stretched, I don't know. I tried to stagger some time off, uh, cause there's a, my life with a perm recap, uh, leaf losses, uh, Olympics opening ceremonies, club senseless, a new pilot series episode. What does that mean? Oh, there's no, n- nuns in space. The first episode, August, wow. August 18th. That's when the first episode came out. And we're still doing Metastas News. Date Moi, that came out, 427. Can't believe I've made like almost 100 episodes since then. And then we had Nuns in Space, a half hour intern crossover episode, uh, Dirt Bike Poets, Real Time Bed Assembly, uh, Dirty Dollhouse that I made for Helen Zaltzman, uh, Dirty Doormat, Ray Caribbean Beach Resorts. Uh, Nuns in Space, Lost Village, I did that for KDFC. Most of these I just did, like I told the person, like uh, I didn't do it, any, like uh, that's like uh, the radio station I fall asleep to. My Life with a Perm, Carol King crossover, Nuns in Space 8, and I'm running the last 50 episodes, uh, Bernie the Butterfly debating with me about geese. Nuns in Space, Cardiff Giant Toe. Then when I was going on Harmontown, I was pretty nervous about that. But I did that episode about uh, using Dan's Harmon's story structure for feeling nothing. Uh, another good date moi one. A great pumpkin review. Sylvan Beach Stroll. I liked that episode. Uh, Nuns Opinions, Knack Controversy. Dirty Sweater Dance, uh, Burbank Hollywood Piano, that was, from, that was on location from a hotel room. Uh, Kiss to Brook, U- Ray Universal Studios, uh, and then uh, Christmas, and then the holiday stuff, Christmas Tree That Took a Walk. That was a pretty good episode. It turned out well. Replay, like a, a Thanksgiving Day replay recap. Uh, Laurel and Hardy's March of the Wooden Soldiers, real-time stuffing and mashed potatoes, Christmas Story Tell the Tape, that was a fun one to make, too. Uh, then the Dickens Hair episodes, that was, those were a little bit tougher. Um, and then uh, t- TNG kicked off, oh, January, so yeah, now we're this year, January 1st, 2017, 479, Darmok. And I got Brainbot Entertainer of the Year, January 3rd, 2017, 480. Uh, Nuns in Space was coming to a close. Then uh, Farpoint, then Tesla Haircut, and then a review of Nuns in Space. And then uh, Superdoll Stories kicked off. And, I mean, that pretty much brings us back to where we are. And, again, you know, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I mean, uh I think that was a pretty sleepy walk down memory lane, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, like, uh, I'm exhausted just going back there. So thank you so much. I couldn't do it with like, uh, if you weren't listening and sleeping to the podcast, I wouldn't make it, uh, it didn't help people, uh, you know, I would have just cut it back or something or, or it wouldn't be what it is today. The evolution of the podcast is because of you and, uh, the things that keep it going is because of you, the listener. And I respect and treasure the relationship I have uh, with all of you. And I'm so humbled uh, that you listen and sleep to something that I make. Thank you so much and good night.